Right, good morning, Paul. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Morning, know, Martin. S- Saturday morning. What are we doing? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure we said on the last episode that we weren't going to record in the morning, but there you yeah, go. Yeah, I know, I know. Let's see where we get to. Uh, the reason we're doing a Saturday is because I'm doing some normal work on Monday for old yeah. world stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is it's just fine, which is fine. So anyway, I am in my loft and I'm somewhere between a bootstrap startup and a unicorn, Paul. <laughs> you know what? So am I. I think I we're, we're I think we're much closer to the bootstraps bootstrap <laughs> startup, yeah, than we well, are the unicorn. But yeah. well, I just thought I'd say that because we've been to Manchester Tech Festival this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... w- while everyone was talking, I was uh, when he started his talk. Yeah. And he, um, we'll explain who it was in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he started mentioning unicorn. I'm not ashamed to admit I was googling what the hell's a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the preparation of the notes for this, Paul, I thought I'd yeah. try and get what a unicorn is right. Uh, so it's a one billion pound valuation without being listed on the stock market. Google reliably tells me. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. That <laughs> it is a lot of money. Think what you've been doing this week, yeah. Paul. Then what we've we been doing, as well as this festival we went to, uh, we've been. Still prepping, launching a product, um, refining product that we're, we're launching, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't yeah. got to launch yet, have we? No. 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 That that looks like a lot like next week now, being as it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing a little more playing with generative AI. I've mm. been getting incredibly frustrated with Claude.ai. Yeah, um, I'll, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. So we've said in the past, uh, we've we used Claude, which is a large language model, to help do all the show notes and sort of analyze mine and Paul's ramblings to try yeah. and create some kind of, you know, marketing assets. Yeah. Um, oh, this week, Claude, or should I say after last week's record, Claude suddenly decided that it wasn't going to play ball. Mm, funny uh, that, isn't it? Yeah. And the reason <laughs> it gave me... It's going, I can't do any... So basically, I upload the transcripts of um, our chat and then I have a prompt that I paste into Claude, which is to help us generate a description, um, pull out certain moments, that type of thing. So I uploaded I uploaded the transcripts, uh, put my prompt in, and it went, no, I am sorry. Um, I'm an ethical AI, something along the lines of this. I'm an ethical yeah. AI and uh, I can't deal with copyrighted material. So... Mm. Go swivel. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Did he like, really oh, say go swivel? No, it didn't say go swivel at all. <laughs> oh. um, so I said, well, th- this isn't copyright material. It's mine. It's mine and Paul's. We've, we've just, this is us. So you can do it. And then it said, no, no, I can't. I need permission from the copyright holder. So, mm. which I replied, I give you permission. Yeah. And it went, oh, I still can't do it. And then I nearly yeah. lost my mind. How do, you, how do you prove to a large language model that you are the copyright holder? So I eventually managed to convince it to do some little bits. Apparently the thing it has trouble with is um, re- uh, replicating the content verbatim. Yeah, right. So I was asking it to pull out quotes or, you know, anything that we'd said that was dodgy because it had to replicate some of the transcripts. Yeah. Anyway, frustration led me back to chat GPT's arms. Well, there we go. And um, since last time, I've been very down on ChatGPT. Uh, whatever they've done is is brilliant. It, right. It 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 basically meant I could do all the show notes. I had to change the prompts a little bit, but right. 
You know what this brought me around to thinking, though? You know, you generate mm. processes on... Th- we've talked about this before, but you generate yes. processes based on third-party services, and they suddenly change how it works. Yeah. So if we'd built an app based on a Claude API call... Yeah. It'll have suddenly stopped working. Yeah. And I wonder how many apps out there have suddenly stopped working. Oh, quite a few, I should imagine. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people pivoting last week. <laughs> I know, going, oh my God, it's not working. Um, yeah. And, and I think this might be because, so you mentioned something to me last week about Katy Perry selling all her stuff. Oh, yeah. All her music to Universal. Yeah. And it's Universal are currently suing Anthropic. I, right. I don't know, this isn't, this isn't verbatim, so this might be a little bit wrong. But uh, because you can reliably re- reproduce Katy Perry lyrics. Right. On Claude. <laughs> Would you want to do that? Who I, knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they her lyrics? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I shouldn't badmouth Katy Perry. I think she's pretty good, no. to be fair. Yeah. But that's universal. Apparently, uh, that was the headline anyway. It's slightly uh, suspicious, though. I think we mentioned it in last week's podcast that um, Google and Amazon threw money into Anthropic, right? And then it suddenly stopped working. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Conspiracy theories abound. Yeah, it's got a bit... We might end up being a bit tinfoil hat today. Yeah, we might, (laughs) actually. No, I'm feeling a bit tinfoil hat. Maybe it's that Saturday thing. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Um, Whilst we're talking about uh, large language models, just a quick story from this week, because ChatGPT reliably tells me that audiences engage with a personal story. Um... I've been trying to convince my son, I've, I've got a, a teenage son, and I've been yeah. trying to convince him to engage with AI, but right. I think it's because something that I'm doing, it's something he's definitely not interested in. <laughs> so you can generate images now inside of ChatGPT. Yeah. And we were playing with that. And it's like, go on, mate, have a go. Have a go. You basically ask for a picture that you want, and it'll generate it. <laughs> and he was like, really? He was like, yeah, go on, stick something in. So... His first ever prompt was, and I quote verbatim, buff guy je- grating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. Uh, and it generated a couple of images of uh, some buff guys grating cheese. I don't know if that's because he was busy making himself some tea. It's his second prompt, uh, I've put this up on LinkedIn as well, but his second prompt just made me laugh because I think it's what he thinks of me. Right. And his second prompt was, depressed man in his 40s, smoking a cigarette in a park alone in the rain on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is that what you think of me? But it, and then he iterated. I was like, you can change stuff about it. And his iterations were, uh, he added a fake moustache <laughs> and a poncho to the image. <laughs> and I've I've put the image that it generated up on LinkedIn. Um, Amazing! I, I'll I'll reshare it on the Meat Puppets one LinkedIn. <laughs> but uh, I know describing images on uh, an audio yeah. medium is not great. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that in this podcast. If you're not um, if you're not okay with that, I suggest you listen somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> I'll put a link in the description, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so. Um, on to this week's topic-ish. I'll just read... Do you want to read verbatim what it is? Okay. AI is back in the normal, hashtag. 
news thanks to Rishi and Biden. What's the hashtag there for? I, I, I've got obsessed with hashtags. Oh, okay. <laughs> I misuse of a hashtag there. <laughs> okay, I'll start that again. Yeah. AI is back in the normal. Hashtag news. <laughs> thanks to Rishi and Biden. There is an awful lot being said and a load of money being chucked around. Will we ever see any of it? Interesting. So AI's been everywhere at the moment. Um, uh, it was on James O'Brien and LBC. It's his topic. It was on Newsnight, and you like you know something's definitely hit the mainstream. Yeah. With Newsnight, it was on the six o'clock news. Oh, I was proper mm. showing me age. James O'Brien, six o'clock news, Newsnight. <laughs> Jesus, Martin. <laughs> I'm going to posit that that's why uh, your son doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. And it's all around AI safety. Um, so we're going to get into that after this sting. And we're also yep. obviously talking about some new tools that have come out, some new developments that have come out, but we're going to get a little bit political, I think. Yeah. So here comes a sting. And I've, got, I've fixed my button, Paul. Oh, ready? Amazing. I'm telling you, it's going to work. Here we go. Sting. Go. Sting. Go. Cool. It worked. It worked. It worked. Um, so just so you know, when we're recording this, we're using Notion. Um, and we have a kind of little layout of all everything we're going to talk about, and yeah. we never get through it all. No. But there was one particular story which was quite far down the list, which Paul's moved all the way up to the top of the list. I have. So, uh, take it away, Paul. Oh, okay. So, Google's AI chief says there's a 50% chance that we'll hit AGI in just five years. And <clears throat> I think we have mentioned it before, but AGI is the Artificial General Intelligence. And what that means is um, as smart as us, if not smarter. And the great hope is that would be open to everyone just to set the political landscape, right? Yeah, that is the yeah. backdrop to it all, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, he predicted this well over 10 years ago, and he's doubling down on that. He's sticking with that. Now, can I just say, over 10 years ago, there was no such thing as Google DeepMind. No. When he predicted this. So it yeah. wasn't like, if you like, mass AI developments had started to happen. It was very much just like a pipe dreamy type thing. Yeah. And probably being discussed by people a lot, a lot more neat. I'm going to use a kid's word, neaky. Right. And a neek is a nerd and a geek. Uh, slammed together it definitely wasn't on my radar back then which kind of ties into what we're going to talk about in a minute of AG, AGI is that's when it's surpassed human intelligence yeah and how the hell are you going to control something that's more intelligent than you as a species <laughs> yeah I think this was Sam Alton compared it to AGI is not like it's not more intelligent than a person it's more intelligent than the entire knowledge and expertise of a global corporation. That's how he described it. Okay. So, you know, it, it would have all that collective expertise and function. And yeah, um, wow. that is quite scary. So by 2028, we're thinking we might have AGI, which has really kicked into action um, the US and the UK governments, hasn't it? It has, yes. So that brings us on to our next story. And I don't know which order to do these in. Maybe we do them in the order that they happened. Yep, okay. So Biden, US President, Joe Biden, 
Um, he's now obviously he's got more power over there as a fellow on his own, but he's he's um, issued an executive order. Oh yes, which we um, all became familiar with not so long ago. <laughs> yeah. So he said, and I'm just going to paraphrase it all. I could read the whole thing out, but basically, before anyone can release any model to the public, they've got to show it all to the government first. Right. There's good parts of it. So you know, they're saying the reason for this. This yep. is where we go a bit tinfoil hat. The reason for this is that they're worried about there being biases. You know, everyone's yeah. heard the argument about AI being biased towards middle-class white men. Yep. You know, uh, in its responses, even in the image generations that you get. Um, yeah. Impact on work, which yeah. is uh, what Elon's been banging on about. Uh, the fact that none of us might need to work ever again, which <laughs> yeah. is, is a bizarre concept and is, I'm sure it's got a lot of people worried and also, like, happy. What, retire at 15? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um but the is yeah the main thing is his executive order means that everything's got to go through government and be exposed to government before it ever goes anywhere near the public yeah which you know cues an instant response of uh this is a again a little tinfoil hat that oh only the haves will have it and you know it does fly in the face of what it's supposed to be doing which is uh access for everyone you know but i suppose it's whether or not you believe that governments are there for the good of the population isn't it yes i i, I don't really want to go too far down that rabbit hole <clears throat> no but talking about it more widely <laughs> like the the bigger models so the most popular models so open ai are a private for-profit company and it's their model and if it starts to get smarter than anyone in government, little caveat, which isn't hard, then... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. You said you weren't going to do that. And then I know. I said it wasn't. It. I don't know. But then the, the weird thing is, is that Sam Altman's said lots of times he wants regulation. And the tinfoil hat argument of this is, I want regulation so all the little companies can't get in there because you'll have to be massive to be able to... Um, yeah. be able to put in place everything you need to satisfy the regulation. Yeah, yeah. It's hard though, isn't it? Because we, we, we don't really know where they're drawing the line. I think, now, I'm going to have to correct me if I'm wrong on this because we did discuss this, but I'm not sure it was in a podcast that we actually released. Um, Probably not. We, Go on. When we talked about the chemical weapons and biological you know what, I agents. No I, no, I don't think we talked about that. I don't think that's right. been on a released podcast, no. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah. Should we just quickly dive into that? Do Is it. That a, Do it, yeah. Yeah. So there was there was a um, an experiment, and I've forgotten the details, so this is totally off the cuff, but there was uh, somebody who was working on um, viruses in a positive sense. I'll just say, I'll put a link in the description. This is from a Netflix show called yeah. Killer Robots, just That's to correct. give context. Carry yeah. on, Paul. Yeah. And... They were working on, you know, some of the big things, curing cancer, all the rest of it. And uh, in their words, in a little experiment, they decided to um, see what happens if they run it as a bad actor, shall we say. And, and it was literally like turning positives into negatives in the algorithm, right? So, so in just other to words... Give this some, I'd love to give this some context. Yeah. So they were running this model 
which was looking for things to make humans better or cure, cure yeah. diseases. That's a and it was running on what looks like a 2014 iMac. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like big, don't think of big supercomputers. It was this no. iMac in their office. It was a local in office, model yeah. in their office. Yeah, he said, it. he said, he was asked to, he was asked to um, contribute to a paper about the threats of AI. Yeah. And he said, this is why he did it. But just pick up the story from there, Paul. So he changed a one which said, look for stuff that's great for humans, paraphrasing, yeah. to yeah. a zero. <laughs> Which is look for stuff that's bad for humans. Yeah, <laughs> and then he and went home for his it t- running overnight, right? Yeah, went home for his tea. Yeah, came back the next morning, had thousands and thousands of biological agents that were harmful to humans. <laughs> and just to add the more gravitas to that is, I think the phrase was again, I'm paraphrasing, is so apparently VX gas is one of the uh, most harmful elements that's been generated nastiest chemical weapons yeah and this little 2014 imac <laughs> adds design compounds infinitely more deadly to humans <laughs> yeah so going back it depends where the government are drawing the line if they're drawing the line around there then obviously i'm fully in support <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's, uh, there's, this, there's this statement isn't there this is like um there's you know with Every every um, technological advancement, you know, there's good uses and bad uses. Mm-hmm. So, like nuclear, there's obviously bad uses, but there's also mm-hmm. good uses. You know, and artificial intelligence is exactly the same. There's good use of artificial intelligence, cure cancer, let's say. Yeah. Bad use of artificial intelligence, like kill everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also say there's good use of human intelligence. And there's bad use of human intelligence. Indeed, yeah. And, and I think that's really, it's a really hard one, you know. Really, Everything can be used for bad. Yes. If, if you've got a bad actor. And I suppose what they're trying to work out is whether or not the AI knows the difference between good or bad. Yeah. Well, with general inter- intelligence, wouldn't you? You'd expect that to come along with it, right? You would. You would, and uh, there's this other side issue, which is they call alignment. So, yeah. so when they're training models, they have this thing called alignment, which is they try and instill human values, whatever that means, into artificial intelligence. So it has a, a ethics, has a value system, an anthropic of obviously taking that to the nth degree. This week, yeah. This week <laughs> and made it unusable. Um, <laughs> it's not just me saying that. If you want to have a look on Reddit, go for it. The difficulty is, is uh, yeah, who's, who's, uh, whose ethics is it aligning with? Yeah. And that is such a global question. Yeah. Which then brings us on to the next one, a little UK story, but a oh, big yeah. story in the UK. Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister of the UK, last week in Bletchley Park, um, held a AI safety summit Um with the idea of introducing the first AI Safety Institute. Yes. And this is meant to be setting standards for the globe on how we use or don't use AI. And in fairness to him, it seemed like most people, even China, were represented there because, you know, like a virus, AI doesn't really respect borders. No. You know, 
So if there's going to be any agreement, it needs to be a global agreement. Yes. So Biden wasn't there, but Camilla Harris was. So they did have representations from all over the globe, including China, which I thought was quite crazy. Yeah. But they also thing. had Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> the Bond villain. The Bond villain. <laughs> we have to be careful, Paul. Some yeah. people might say he's a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't oh. know any. <laughs> um, so apart from telling everyone that they're definitely not going to have any jobs, that was the main thing that Musk was saying to Rishi. No one's going to have jobs. Um, but I've got a quote here from him that I've written down. Uh, so Musk said, I'm not going to try and do his voice. Musk do said, voice. I won't do the voice. I didn't. No, I won't do the voice. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Musk said, I don't know what necessarily the fair rules are, but you've got to start with insight before you do oversight, the billionaire Musk told reporters, <laughs> adding that third a third-party referee could be used to sound the alarm when risks develop. <laughs> yeah. I look at this two ways. One, it's these companies like passing the book a little bit and going, we're just doing science. You decide whether it's ethical or not, and if it goes wrong, it's your fault. <laughs> that's part of me thinks that but yeah. the fact that musk is there um and now he started his own ai company but i say in ai terms musk's tiny i know he was part of open ai but he's not anymore no yeah so at the end of all this they all had a chat and they all sort of talked through the dangers and opportunities that ai brings in bletchley and then they all kind of came to an agreement on a set of uh, a framework i think they call it um do you want to know what the framework is? Yeah. Well, okay, I know, you... actually. Well, I've got it in front of me, but Have tell you? everyone. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so the Institute will inform the UK's regulatory framework. So uh, just to be clear, they're not putting regulation in now. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to work out a framework for what the regulation might look like. It will provide technical tools to support governance, like methods to analyse training data bias, verify regulatory compliance, or enable public input into model development. Mm -hmm. I don't know what any of that means. No. doesn't really mean sure. anything, that, does it? <clears throat> yeah, I know. The Institute will share evaluation outcomes and research to inform policymaking in the UK and internationally towards a global AI governance response. It will establish process for responsible information sharing between industry, government, academia, and public to support governments. Okay, so... My rather crap reading of this is that they still don't understand Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get the experts in. <laughs> I know. I know. And, I mean, I do have a built-in, like, anything that involves people putting loads of rules in place. It just, it just gets me back up, even though when they're probably a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. You know. But you just kind of look at, and this is where we get political, you look at the difficulty, let's say, they've had with most issues. And this feels like an existential issue which requires immense understanding, God knows what expertise. Yeah. I also it, think it, it needs a, a rapid response and government are not the best at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. As I say, Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know other social media channels. They don't mm. know what they're doing. 
Um, the chances of having regulation in place by 2028, which is apparently when AGI is going to happen, yeah. according to uh, the AI chief at Google, there's no chance of them regulating it before then. No. And my reading of it is, oh, you know, there is another part, actually. There is another part to the Safety Institute. They've started chucking money about. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, as as two founders of a startup is always a good idea. <laughs> it's not an insignificant amount either, is it? It's a hundred million fund. It's a hundred million quid. Yeah. And it's just where that hundred million quid's going to go. My bet would be it's going to go to a load of consultants to consult with government. That yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. It's not going to be to help startups. It'll probably go to universities as well, I imagine. But they, have, they are saying uh, compute access. So, oh yeah, yeah. I heard they were trying to build the building a new supercomputer as part of that as well, aren't they? Right. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah. Yeah, to give people access to compute because we haven't right. got. I think they've got an old four eight six sat in the corner at Number Downing Street that they've been. Yeah, using. And, and you have to reach out to the big American tech companies, don't yeah. you, for yeah. big compute? Really? Yeah. You do. So I think that's. I think that is a good thing. Let's end on a positive. Yeah. That is a good thing, and I don't know if this is actually tied to it. But, you know, a while ago, we were looking at UK Innovate Fund. Indeed, yep. Um, and we decided against it in the end. Yes. Because it felt like it was, well, it felt like we weren't ready yet. Yeah. And it also felt like it was going to be a massive amount of time. Yes. To pitch for something that, my experience in the TV industry, I <laughs> it, this is me being cynical again, I already know who's going to get the funding. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the short version that's the short version <laughs> so i decided to disconnect from it but that might be stupid um so there was this thing launched and if you're looking at ai in the music industry like we are yes actually feels like a really good thing yeah. so it's, it's up to hundred thousand quid as far as i can tell yeah and there's a million pounds in the pot yeah um for companies to um, develop a project. Yep. And and this, I think, you know, this is probably a good way to tell people exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah, indeed. So this is the criteria, which I think fits us perfectly. I'll just chip in the oh, creative yeah. catalyst, AI in the music industry. Yep. That would have been a good place to start, Martin. Yes, yes it would have. <laughs> the title I, I, did, uh, I did click the link and saw the government start page and went, oh. I uh, know. It does make you do that, doesn't it? Start <laughs> yeah. your application. Now, that little green yeah. box that I says know. start your application, now your heart sinks, doesn't it? <laughs> He's just like, this is a world of pain. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. There, there goes me week and me month. Yeah. Um, at least you've got ChatGPT to help you write it now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. But anyway, so your project can focus on one or more of the following uh, assistive generative AI as a collaborative creator tool to benefit the value chain. That's just creating stuff that's going to help people make music. Yeah, or money. Or money. Yeah, or money. Yeah. Opportunity to improve metadata for discovery. For example, deep learning, enabling collaborations across right holders, music publishers, which is exactly what we've been banging on about for ages. Indeed, yeah. Uh, data integrity for machine learning, where data is robust, reliable, and accessible to benefit and address the needs across the ecosystem. That means nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean that. I think that ties into the uh, compute above. I think yeah. they're they're angling for what towards that, aren't they? A, a, a UK-based server farms, basically. Yeah. 
And then this probably ties into um, uh, the AI Safety Institute. Transparent AI algorithm development with a focus on bias reduction, ethical approaches to content generation and fairness. Mm. Yeah. Uh, harnessing AI for artist-first creativity and new forms of licensing and artist or fan creativity. Mm. New forms so, of licensing, that's really interesting. Well, that's the our main topic of ours. Yeah. Licensing isn't a mess. Yeah. Um, uh, we discussed this last week, but also that fan creativity, you know, that YouTube thing that they're launching where oh, yeah. you can, you know, generate your own, uh, covers for playlists, but also they're talking about licensing big artists voices. So users can make their own songs. Yeah. Maybe that hundred million, maybe that 1 million quid's already gone. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? You know, the, the line above, which says, um, focus on bias reduction. Yeah. I, I don't want unbiased music. <laughs> I want my music to be extremely biased one way or the other. Okay, now we're going to move on to the Tech Festival, uh, Manchester Tech Festival. We talked about yes. it a little bit. Yes. And, uh, um, this is four days uh, based across two sites in Manchester where the tech community uh, come together and talk about stuff and then loads of established tech companies come and try and sell their wares. Is that a yeah. fair way of describing yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, they sponsored it, didn't they? So that's fair yeah. enough, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went down because we thought we should probably try to be part of the community rather than just me hiding in my loft and you <laughs> hiding in your spare room. Yeah. You know. Um, so I'm, I'd say the pair of us, I would say, are not the best networkers. That's a fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think we do walk in very balanced with a chip on both shoulders going, what yeah. is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this rubbish? Why are these people here? <laughs> yeah. But, but we gave fair, it a shot. I mean, to be fair, I quite liked it. Yeah, it was pretty it. good, to be honest with you. It was good. Yeah. I, I did learn a fair amount as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, I imagine they've got loads of legacy stuff online um, yeah. so you can see what actually happened. Yeah. Um, one observation, because, again, discovery is one of the things we're talking about a lot at the moment and how do you stand yes. out from the noise and yeah. we both walked into um, this exhibition hall so if you imagine people at trestle tables around the edge of an old factory room which is actually an old swimming pool in Manchester and they've all got those pop-up signs with inspirational messages on it indeed like technology for good or yeah. <laughs> and we walk sustainable around. technologies a big one. Oh, sorry yeah sustainable technology for good yeah. And we walk around the entire circumference and even after watching their little videos, which had more inspirational, motivational statements on, yeah. I didn't have a clue what any of them did. No, we literally had to resort to walking up to them and ask him, so what is it you do? And 90% had, of the time, it's <laughs> still unclear. But they had trouble telling us what they did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, was, it, it was really difficult, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the tech world, is it? All right. <laughs> but but maybe that's you know this kind of goes back into what people are buying is yeah when people invest in companies. Yeah. We should mention the word there was uh, venture capital there venture capital representatives. There were um, you there know were. so there was a, yeah. there's a bit of salesmanship going on from everyone. Yeah. Um. As ever with any event, the food was massively overpriced. £6.50 yeah. for some chips and gravy. I know. I paid five quid for a bacon balm cake. I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and it's only a couple of years old in Manchester Festival. But we did go to a couple of talks. They were running a um, they were running a sessions called um, I think it was called Startups for Growth or something. Yeah, Startup Scale Up. Startup Scale Up. They had a better title than me. Yeah, yeah. Startup Scale Up was the better thing there, and um, the, we we stayed for like three speakers, which is a record for us. Yes, I would say. Yeah, Paul was itching to get out by ten o'clock. <laughs> so it starts at half nine um and i i don't know who you want to talk about i was just gonna i want to talk about lee chase all right go on then talk about lee chase go on yeah it was amazing i don't know what it was it was but it was um about scaling up and quantum physics and also some ducks <laughs> Sorry, I, I did find it literally fascinating. I, I, there was a lot of things in there that I thought about afterwards and I'm still thinking about, to be honest. I need to chase them up, actually, because um, I wanted to see if they'd actually published his presentation. Maybe it was if amazing. they have, we could yeah. put it in the links, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, the difficulty is, I, I know it was an amazing presentation, but now I'm failing to know what he talked about. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of clear ish while he was going on about it and then some of the concepts were so deep i should mention lee is um he works for in the cybersecurity realm yeah 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 it, it was quite fascinating i think he's done government work and gchq and all the rest of it yeah I, 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 he's a data scientist i think yeah um, i think i think what we could say is the first was from a guy called lee chase uh roke and he talks a lot about ducks and farming <laughs> and a load of technical stuff that I had no way of ever understanding. But I came out at the end of it really glad that we'd gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how useful that is to anyone, but if, yeah. if you get a chance to go see him talk, do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the second speaker uh, was a lady called Susan Engel. And she was talking about going up, uh, start going from uh, startup to maturity. Yeah. And... I've been in talks like that before and it's always the talk of, you know, you start, there's like maybe five of you, you all kind of do everything, you all chat every yeah. day, you all know what's going on. And then suddenly when you're like 15, 20, 50 people, yeah. none of that works anymore. No. And we experienced this in a traditional industry, didn't we, in, a tra in our yeah. business? Yeah, we did. And you f suddenly find you've got to have, it was this really weird, difficult middle bit where you've got, Enough people to have systems, but not enough people to implement the systems. Yeah. And it's really, really difficult. And uh, this I found this difficult because yeah. having spent most of my life freelance, the idea of hiring people who aren't serving your clients to yeah. directly generate revenue is a bizarre concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you, you have a mix of staff, don't you, at that point? The ones who've been there from the start who have been on the mission and quite excited about it, you know, to people who just want a job. I mean, I think that's a little bit unfair. I'm somewhat confused by it. <laughs> just tell me what to do. Well, stuff. The stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, do stuff. Can you not just do stuff? Do good stuff. Um, but the thing that struck me there was, so every bit of growth she defined, or in that talk anyway, was about people. Yes. It was about going from, you know, five people to 50 people to 500 people to loads of different sites. And 
I don't know about you. God, there we go. We're having an existential conversation on a podcast. It's definitely yeah. not what I want. Mm, no. <clears throat> Managing 200 people. Yeah. No. It's not my idea of growth. But she did make some good points about that, didn't she? I think the thing I liked about that was because um, one thing that we didn't really do was that um, before you scale up, make sure you're lean. Yeah. And then, then you can put the people in place. Yeah. To deal with the scaling up, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the big things I took away from that was there's loads of, when you're a small team, you can really get away without documenting process, without putting yeah. systems in place because you can just chat. Yeah. And that is what will cause you all the problems down the line. Yes. <laughs> because all of the knowledge is contained in like four people's heads. It's never yeah. been documented. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it kind of comes around to, you know, getting out of the business becomes almost impossible Yeah, because it's in your head. There was some good from that. I'll let you talk about Patrick. This Patrick. is the third thing we went to. <clears throat> well, this is the unicorn. Yeah. Well, he yeah, wants no. to be a unicorn. He wants to be a unicorn, yeah. <laughs> Patrick wants to be a unicorn. <laughs> he wasn't called unicorn. Patrick Unicorn. He was called Patrick Smith. <laughs> yes, from <laughs> Zally. You know, from Zally, yeah. I'll let you go, you go Paul. <laughs> so he's got a bold mission, and what Patrick wants to do is um, get rid of passwords completely. Um, and he didn't go into it in great detail, um, but he's talking about building a unique identity from your online behavior and how you interact with apps and things like that, and, and yeah. this becomes your password. Which is yeah, it's a really know. interesting idea. Yeah, it's, it, and like he felt different from everybody else in there. Yeah, and he a little felt bit rock close. star, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but he felt a lot more like um, the stereotype of what a tech startup founder is. Yeah, you know, just the way he, he held himself, the way he carried himself. Yeah, uh, the the bold missions. Yeah, that he was doing. And you know what we haven't said, actually? We should give some examples of uh, what unicorns are. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So, you know, so examples that people will know are Uber, Stripe, yep. uh, SpaceX, which is Elon's company, uh, WeWork, uh, shared office space, um, and um, another one which, uh, if you're of a younger generation, you'll definitely know is Epic Games, yeah. who, did for who did Fortnite. Yeah. And and I suppose what all of them achieved is they managed to become part of our everyday lives. Like my mum and dad know what Uber is. Yeah. I remember getting Uber in when they first appeared in London. We were at some um, bizarre awards event and we needed to get to a hotel that was really far out of London because we couldn't afford the posh hotel. And at this event, they gave out a load of tickets to this thing called Uber yeah and 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 then from then on i've never stopped using it it was just so convenient so instant and i think it's something that does that mass market appeal and if you could say to people and i think he's onto a good thing here is you never need to remember your password again yeah i mean there's one that's just convenience for people like us but then you know there's this idea that if you're a bit older the i don't know about uh my well don't know about your relatives, but my elderly relatives have real trouble with passwords, remembering them, <laughs> writing yeah. them down. 
Yeah, and, and also get... um, the the safety of them. They tend to be easily rememberable. <laughs> rememberable. <laughs> rememberable. <Yeah>. Memorable. <laughs> yeah, memorable. memorable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he had some... Now, he too, Zali, he too had some uh, of these pop-up posters in the um, conference room. Yeah. But he was a bit different to all the other ones. Yes, he was, yeah. They, they weren't really did... selling anything. I, I do have to say as well, um, it, it, it was... Really interesting the way he did it. It was quite, a, you know, he'd put some hooks in because when we walked into the room, I did spot his couple of banners that he's got up. Um, and like you said, what do these guys do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What What is this? Um, which made it really interesting. I thought, I've got to go and find out what they do. But um, yeah, one of the one of the banners was about the uh, Minuteman missiles in the USA. So there was a presidential order um, and the Minuteman missile was a nuclear response. And the idea behind the Minuteman missile was that they were quick to launch. And this is back in the Cold War days. Yeah. Um, and then there was, a, I think it was an executive order, quite topical, um, from the president who decided that, that probably quite sensibly the, we should have a password to launch these missiles. And the generals, in their infinite wisdom, wanted that password to be easy to remember and quick to type so that they could actually launch them in a minute. <laughs> and the password was six zeros. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there is an argument for AGI because the stupid <laughs> yeah. bit in all of this is humans, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. It's, it's, I can see both arguments, though. The yeah. missiles are coming. Launch, launch. What's launch. the password? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> try, it with a, try it with an exclamation mark on the end. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do. No, no, it's Martin 2. It's Martin 2, this one. Oh, your date of oh. birth. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> a favourite one is for for years, and I'm sure I'm sure you've been here. If anyone who remembers landlines, passwords, and pin codes were oh, always yeah. the last four digits of your mum and dad's telephone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it is yours, change it now. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I think we might have mentioned this before, but the, I use a password service, you know, to remember all the passwords. Yeah. And every year they publish um, the worst passwords, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the least safety. And in the UK, yeah. there's an awful lot of football teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bet there is. Man United, oh, one. Yeah, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. What I did notice at this tech festival, there wasn't an awful lot of AI, which surprised me. No, there wasn't. There were, you know, there's people asking about it. Yeah. And the type, you know, there was all sorts of people there from what I say is really established kind of corporate businesses. Yeah. Um, who are offering traditional services, but in the tech world, i.e., yeah. we'll update your tech stack or we'll update your Windows 98 machine. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there was that. But there was also, a, you know, there was one chap we bumped into who's um, a lawyer who's just quit and decided yeah. he wants to run headlong into AI and that's where he turned up. So it was encouraging yeah. to see that there's other people as silly as us there. Yeah, doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I did. I right, just want to say when you mentioned um, when you mentioned that your tech stack, there was another phrase I learned, um, which is tech debt, which yeah. I, I guess ties into when you're scaling up. And um, yeah. tech debt was about the cost. 
it would be further down the line to update your technology. And the, the, we're kind of thinking about this a lot, aren't we? Because um, we've done this in the past and like a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, we kind of based everything on uh, Google Drive. Yeah. So, you know, we've got spreadsheets for tracking projects and things of where we are. And then um, as you scale up, you need more robust systems yeah. in place. And it's, there's yeah. a kind of cost to replace these further down the line. Um, <clears throat> I had a bit of trouble with this because you're supposed to evaluate your tech debt at a certain point yeah. um, and keep an eye on those costs. And as we talk about a lot on this podcast, I'm really confused about how you do that when new technologies are going to be reducing your tech debt or to nothing almost in some yeah. cases, you know. Yeah, so it's like a really simple thing that's happened over the last couple of weeks. You might uh, so say you're in you want generative AI world. You need a service mm. to generate your pictures, and then you need yeah. an LLM chatbot. You know, so that's maybe two yeah, services. Yeah. So say you've gone um, Mid Journey and ChatGPT, two most popular ones, maybe twenty quid a month each, something like that. And now you can do all your images inside ChatGPT. Yep. Yep. And now I did ask like, I did ask my uh, my partner about this because this is very much her world. Yeah. Because she does a lot of these uh, actual tech debt evaluations and you know things like that. And the answer she gave me was, "You just evaluate on the day, you know, not literally on the day, but at the yeah. time you're doing the evaluation, you only take into account the technology that exists." Yeah. So it seemed that that again though I, I wasn't satisfied with that, but because <laughs> because again yeah. you're like that okay, so I have to keep doing that constantly. So there's another task. Mm -hmm. But isn't it evaluating the tech that exists, but also evaluating where you think that that ecosystem is going to go? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it is. But I think that's the really difficult part. Who who envisaged? Uh, I mean, August last year, yeah, AI was not a thing. Yeah, <clears throat> I was making the example of, I mean, I did mention Google Drive and spreadsheets. We've done a lot of yeah. spreadsheet wrangling. Yeah. And we never really had um, a spreadsheet specialist, which in my, in my partner's company, she has a lot of spreadsheet specialists because they do some yeah. real tricky things with them, you know. Yeah. Um, but now it's really lo-fi from, from what... Um, artificial intelligence can do for you but if you want formulas to do whizzy bang spreadsheets it takes seconds you just yeah ask chat gpt and it's done i know so i wonder if they're going to do this thing so your spreadsheet uh specialists essentially become redundant yeah. chat gpt's replaced them yeah. and then open ai change their algorithm and you can no longer do that you are yeah very interesting that would look yeah I mean, that, or, that's a thing. Or jack it? the price up from twenty dollars to five hundred quid. Yeah. Don't know why I changed between dollars and pounds in that analogy, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows Corporate what the exchange rate? Mind. Global yeah, thinking. Well done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> For twenty yen. No idea. <laughs> don't know how much that is. No, I don't either. How much is twenty yen? <laughs> but it does worry me that they'll just switch it off. And I and I yeah. really worried about this when we took on Google, which oh, was probably twelve years ago now. Yeah, we switched everything to Google Drive. I just thought it's eleven well, pence, Martin. It's eleven pence. Oh, eleven pence. Okay, 
at today's at uh, Paul, I'm predicting the stock market here. Right. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I was really worried because, like, if Google just decide not to give me access to my data, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we used and to pa- rather paranoidly every couple of months download everything, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never looked at it. I've still got yeah. those backups. I've never opened them. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right, we've done enough tinfoil hat stuff. We're just going to yeah. go and move on just to some quickfire product stuff because yeah. that was a while. It was Sting. a while. Sting! Sting. Okay, um, everything seems to have hit an iterative stage. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot a lot of less new stuff. Yes. More and more developments of existing stuff. Yeah. So there's kind of some, you know, there's some leaders appearing in all different markets. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think what we'll go through is stuff that affects our, our old industry. So there's video, image, audio. Yeah. Yeah. Music generation. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, can so, we just can we just really, really quickly make my favourite story that's on this list that's got nothing to do with uh, any of that. Really, okay, go on. Go on. Is the uh, Doritos devices AI powered crunch cancellation tech for gamers? <laughs> that it's audio. <laughs> I suppose it is audio. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it advertising. Is. Yeah, and advertising. Yeah, I suppose it is. I just couldn't stop laughing. I just love the whole campaign. Let's go straight in onto that. Obviously, there'll be a link in the description, and they've done yeah. a, a, But this is this is the idea that the biggest pet hate of gamers is hearing other users crunch Doritos when they're just <laughs> yeah. about to make that no scope shot. And now they've said that a lot more gamers will be crunching on Doritos to put everybody else off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talking about this though, I think Doritos have just wanted to put AI in a yeah, story to be exactly. relevant it's because hilarious. it's just it's just noise cancelling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> it. I suppose strictly it is AI, but it's not really. Yeah, <laughs> I think that they've trained it on crunch, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got their own model to get yeah. rid of that specific. Does it work for all flavors? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it, what it's doing, it must, it must have all flavours, did you just say? Yeah, Sorry, did, yeah. I went right yeah. over my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does it work for all flavours of uh, Doritos? I love it. It's just hilarious. That's coming in a future firmware update. <laughs> Yeah, well, sorry, we forgot spicy, whatever they are. <laughs> Tangy cheese, we forgot them. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, they did definitely want to put ADI, uh, AI in it, you know, no no yeah. question. I think I can work out what it's doing, though, you know. Yeah, go on. Because, you know, you know how, uh, I'm going to go, geek out for a minute, or what What was it? Neek? Neek. 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 Neek, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neek out for a minute. So, um, yeah, they must have, because you know how noise cancellation works, very quickly, it yeah. it rotates the phase of incoming signals. Do I need to go deeper on that? Or I'll just I'll just say this: basically, it creates the audio opposite of the sound you want to get rid of, thus yes. cancelling it out to the silence. Yes, <clears throat> good. That's good. That's good. Um, so they must have trained it on all sorts of crunch, so that it can flip the phase when it hears some crunch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I love it. Uh, and get rid of the crunch. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank God for Doritos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But I think, you know, that's, you know, AI is now. 
if Doritos are getting in on the game, yep. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yep. It's worth right. a look. I, I love, the, love the image at the top as well, so uh, we'll, we'll definitely put that link in the description. Okay, you've like messed up my order now, but I'm gonna. Have I? I was gonna, Sorry. I was gonna, it's all right. I was gonna do all audio stuff together, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, all right. it's all right. I'm gonna jump back to um, so runway ML. Yeah, um, we spoke. We spoke about those over a couple of weeks, and yeah. they ran a big film competition for people yeah. to make films entirely inside AI. And when I say films, I mean trailers for films. Yep. Was that the one we told people about after it was closed? Yes. <laughs> so it's all right they will have released the winners now yeah, good and you know what i watched the first five of them and i'm sorry to say i was really unimpressed oh um and i think i think this is trying to force some new technology to do what existing technology does really well right yeah and because they're like comparing it to stuff that you've seen and i know it'll get better i mean all you have to do is yep. look at like dali from a year ago yeah. To the images you're getting now. And I'm sure yeah. video will do the same thing. But from the actual competition, I think because people were trying to really ape what had gone before, you know, ape their favorite film or. Yeah. And because it's not their favorite film, it just feels bad. It's amazing. But as a viewing experience, you're just like, yeah. 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 In saying that, in saying that, they have just released a new update um, to their model, which they're calling Gen 2, which really should be called Gen 3 now. So, but I think it's about to turn that corner. And I won't say much more about it. We'll put a link in the description to what they're generating. And I'll also put a link into the description. Someone made a fake, um, like David Atterbury Natural History Right. Type um, um, trailer. Yeah. And using Runway Gen 2 and Eleven Labs to do the voice. And it is pretty incredible, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If probably anatomically incorrect for <laughs> yeah. a natural, natural history program. But um, again, as we've said before, I can see, you know, this being used for B-roll. But I'm, well, I'm, what I want to see is where are the people doing weird stuff? Where's the strange yeah. music videos? Where's the, you know, what music videos used to do, which was take this some new technology, do something weird with it because no one knew what yeah. to do with it. And then suddenly I, you've got this new standard that ended up in adverts six months later. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that because it. The, the, uh, I'm looking at it, we're, we are looking at it ourselves, but there is yeah. um, undeniably a look. I'm talking yeah. about stable diffusion at the moment, which isn't runway. But yeah. there's an undeniable look and some of the things that come out of it are crazy. And that in itself, you know, yeah, I think really needs ex really needs exploring. There's there is a race to try and make it look as real as possible, you know. And I think that's the wrong thing to do, personally. At the moment, definitely, yeah. It feels really boring. It's like we can already do that. Yeah. Why are we doing it again? I know we can do it cheaper, great, but Yeah. You know, let's do something else, do something new. Uh <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so it brings me on to my next uh, add a next progression. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on an unreleased podcast. For those <laughs> who maybe are just joining us now, episode one took us about four episodes of recording yeah. to be 
how confident enough to put anything out and maybe it's gone downhill since then yeah maybe we but should do that maybe we should patreon do that. thing and, yeah. and do like uh anyone who joins can listen to the awful podcast that we put yeah we should do that that's in 12 months paul when we got an yeah. audience that yeah listen okay. to the first listen to the first uh, unfiltered recording <laughs> um anyway brings me on to another iteration um there's an app we talked about a little while ago as i said called luma ai and um, I'm oh God. I'm going to sound so middle class now. It's the main reason I bought an iPad <laughs> because they only had an iOS app. Oh yeah, and I, I couldn't bring myself. To, I needed a new phone. I couldn't bring myself to get um, an iPhone. So, um, but basically, they used to do this thing. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of Nerfs, but put simply, is using your phone or your iPad. It was limited to iOS at the time. You could just move your camera around an object and it would generate a 3D model of that object. And it was pretty crude, you know. Yeah. But um, without getting too technical about it, the thing that Luma AI had was that the lighting felt right whatever angle you were looking at it from. And without right, going yeah. super technical about it, and the problem that a lot of these things have is when you take a picture of something, obviously it's lit by the light in the room. So then if you change the angles, everything feels wrong. Mm -hmm. So they were doing this thing. And there's been this, um, if you want to type into YouTube, this is not a dangerous search, Gaussian splats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new method of doing this. And <laughs> I think, I think what it, uh, without getting into the detail of it, it's a really quick and efficient way of generating 3D objects yeah. that you can use inside all sorts of 3D programs yep. um, really, really quickly and at really high quality. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a little bit of an arms race. So there's two stories from Luma, actually. So they've launched an Unreal Engine plugin. So Unreal Engine is a place you can go and build games, do 3D graphics, all that kind of stuff. And it means that use case would be so say i wanted this cup that's in front of me to be in the scene in my in inside unreal i could just grab my phone scan the cup drop it in yeah and then i could relight it inside unreal and it'd look great <laughs> so i know and it does look incredible these yeah. uh, gaussian splats a few um, years ago that was uh, an impossible dream yeah and i just want to just really let's talk about the um the app itself and what it enables you to do now, for me, it's the, you know, you think of societal implications of stuff and you think about um, unicorns, as we were talking about before. Was, I've always wanted to get into 3D printing. Yeah. I, I know, the amount of times I've almost bought a 3D printer <laughs> yeah. and then just gone, oh, they're not there yet. Oh, they're not yeah. there yet. Oh, I can't yeah. do 3D design. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's a few things that are happening here, which will take me on to the next story. So Luma AI launched this free app where you could scan stuff and it would make 3D models. What they were doing there was getting loads of training data oh, for yeah. something else that they've created, which is text to 3D. Yes. So you type, I want to see a 3D image of a cup. Go. Yeah. And it gives you this image and you can take it and use it in any, pro any 3D program. Yeah. It's got a texture on it, and these textures are getting better and better. For me, it's like, God, just imagine you could type a bit of text, you know, create me a, a cover for my stream deck. 
and then you've got a 3D printer on the side, and you just go print. Yeah. And then add into that the scanning ability. Okay, so here's my stream deck. I'm going to scan it. It knows, the computer now knows exactly how big it is, whatever I need for it, and I can yeah. just print myself something straight off it. And I know that yeah. might be a few years off. Yeah. But to me, in sort of consumer goods like that or augmentations to gear that you buy, yeah, I, I think the, the, the knowledge barrier is disappearing there. That really excites me. Yeah, I, th I think that's, yeah, I think there are wider implications. We've got to, uh, for some reason, maybe it's because um, having work done on the house, but my head went to builders and building yeah. measurements for rooms and, you know, or just printing something that you might need, plumbing components. So, do you want me to go full tinfoil hat? Yeah. So. Of course. So after I read my last book on AI, which was Mustafa, Mustafa Suleiman's The Coming Wave. Yeah. Yeah. I went straight on to this synthetic biology book. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, you know, about growing organisms. <laughs> which is happening, lab. isn't it? Yeah. It's, well, it's, not, it's not happening in labs. People are doing it at home. Yeah. You could buy a home kit for 25 grand. I know. To grow your own animal. Yeah. That's scary. But, Coupled with what we were talking about earlier with viruses and things like that. I mean, yeah. No. But no. the, what they go on about the synthetic biology book is, is so the, the it's massively oversimplified, right? The the code to make everything's DNA, right? Yeah. You can, they've managed to digitize most of DNA. Oh, that's what that's what Lee talks about. You know, in in the presentation, yeah. he did talk about if you don't think everything can be broken down um, to simple instructions, he talks about the base pairs of DNA. And uh, how the, the four everything comes from it. Yeah, four. Four. And everything yeah. is built right. So hold that in your head. Yeah. Imagine, and I don't know if this is true or not, I think they've managed to digitize most of the DNA sequence. So that's They've managed to express that in ones yes. and zeros. Yeah. And you take that with the ability to grow synthetic biology. And this yeah. is where I go full tinfoil hat, Paul. <laughs> yeah. And it's in this book. It's from the synthetic biology book. But... I just want to, I'm going to grow my house. I'm going to grow a sofa. <laughs> I know you think I'm mad. Yeah, dude. What do you want an organic sofa for? Oh, the sofa needs watering or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Feed the sofa. Have you fed the sofa no, today? <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. An organic right. sofa. Where did you get that from? I didn't say organic. I said synthetic. Oh right, okay. Sorry. Gonna just ask you. Yeah. Uh, how 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 big is your three D printer? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, can't get over it. <laughs> I might have to cut this bit out, Paul. I might have to self censor. I'm not expressing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Do me. All right. Love it. The, right, okay. <laughs> so Paul clearly thinks I'm mad with synthetic biology. And no, probably are you probably, be. you're probably, you're probably onto something there. Sorry, I just got to get open. <laughs> you so sound so sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. After this call, we'll be having a shareholders meeting and I'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can gosh. see it happening. No, I love anyway, it. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so Luma... <laughs> Luma, I've got uh, Gaussian splatting where you can just scan in 3D objects. 
But then also, you can do text to 3D creation. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. Shut up. Sorry, he's properly got me like Let's get in touch with him. Oh, God. Right, sorry, but I'm back. I'm back. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you killed me. <laughs> there is something massive, groundbreaking, huge that has happened in the world of AI. Go on. You ready for it? Yeah. AI has been named oh. Word of the Year by the Collins Dictionary. It's not a word. It's true, that. So it's named after <laughs> <those> two words. <laughs> Wait, I? Yeah. An, I? It's an, it's an acronym. <laughs> I. I? Yeah. <laughs> so from their press release, well, it's on the BBC anyway, old man. Okay. Collins Dictionary is named Artificial Intelligent as its Word of the Year for 2023. Right. It's words. It's words right. yeah. of the year. <laughs> but, uh, uh, okay. Use of the term AI has quadrupled this year, and it's becoming a topic of major, major discussion. Yes. Uh, Collins said AI has quickly become a, uh, ubiquitous and embedded in everyday life like email or streaming. Yeah. Okay, and there were other contenders there were other contenders for year word of the year, Paul. Go on. Do you want, do you want to know what I was up against? <laughs> what, what was it up against? Bazball. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. No. Canon event. Don't know what that is. Debanking. So that was the Nigel Farage stuff. Oh yeah. De-influencing. All right. Okay. Greedflation. No, I haven't heard any of these. You must have heard of greedflation. No. No, where they just put the price up and blame it on the fact that it's just stuff's just more expensive. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was a word. I've been yeah. saying the phrase, I shall now use that word. Ultra processed. <laughs> right. And you les. So I think it's fair to say it didn't have much competition, is what no, I'm saying. It didn't. It didn't. I I I've just asked Chat GPT about um I've just asked it, is artificial intelligence a word? <laughs> what does it say? It says, the term artificial intelligence, AI... Is copyrighted is in... and I can't tell you anything about yeah. it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Sorry, go on. Uh, is indeed a word, or more accurately, a phrase composed of two words. <laughs> so I love the fact that the Collins Dictionary has named artificial intelligence as its word. Yeah. The, yeah, that's just hilarious. It is, anyway, yeah. anyway, um, do you want to know? Lastly, do you want to know what last year's was? Uh, go on. Perma crisis. Yeah. Oh, okay. And do you want to have a guess at what twenty twenties was? Uh, something to do with the pandemic. Lockdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. So big news, biggest AI news of the year. Collins <laughs> Dictionary is named artificial intelligence. It's word. Of the year for 2023. It's not a word, it's a phrase. I've lost all yeah. faith in Collins Dictionary. I'm not reaching for that anymore. <laughs> Definitely going for the Oxford. <laughs> so they, there you go. Now, normally we'd jump out and we'd go and do um, a um, little bit of a deep dive into a product. And we've been playing around with a few products this week, which are really in the area that we're wanting to create our own products in, which is in music and audio. Yeah, probably deserves and its own episode, that. Uh, yeah, and I was going to say, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a really, really long, deep dive into um, audio products that are out there yeah. and um, the different generators. So on that note, 
we're going to go out to a sting, have a quick talk about what we're going to do this week, and then we'll finish it there. Yep. All right, here we go. So, I'm not sure how much Biden and Rishi and all that shenanigans is really going to affect us. Mm. It remains to be seen, really. It does, yeah. And I think our biggest challenge, I mean, at the moment is working out what our tech stack is. Yeah. And like we were talking about Google Drive before. Yeah. About whether or not we're going to, you know, use it. We're definitely not sticking with it. We're on Notion at the moment. And just to paint a picture... My son was out at his mate's house last night. My missus was out with her mates. I was sat in trying to understand relational databases. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. Which, oh God, I depressed myself. But um, I think, anyway, I think relational databases is the future of us organizing what we need to do. Um, But then I just think I'm building all this stuff on Notion at the moment. And I know they're a relatively new company. But it's just like, oh, I hope they don't decide just to stop because I've just wasted all this time. Yeah. And and I suppose that is going to be the difficulty for us, I think. Well, one thing Uh, about a database is it's fairly robust processes for getting all the information out and into another one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, AI, here you go. Here's a prediction. AI will not replace databases. But it does. (laughs) But yeah. it does. <laughs> to, but like, two cut to time. announcement tomorrow. <laughs> and, and yeah. Databases are gone. <laughs> yeah. There's this new thing that a word we don't even know for thing. <laughs> and we don't know how it works, but it's great. Use it, everyone. Yeah. 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 I don't know about any upcoming I dates. I'm just gonna say I every time instead of AI now. <laughs> um 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 Google's new, sorry, I should say Alphabet's new model, Gemini, isn't out yet. No. Keep on getting told that we should expect that soon. Yeah. We're going to be doing various sprints this week to try and get our bloody product launched. We are. And um, we are having an in-person meeting to discuss relational databases. We are indeed. Yeah. And and refining the tech stack once again. Can we not say something to make ourselves sound cooler? No. No. No, 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 we can't. Okay. All right, Paul. Well, on that note, uh, it just leaves me to say you'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. As Paul says, that is weird because you're already listening to it. So you've already got your podcasts. But we are also, um, you'll find us uh, on YouTube, the Meat Puppets podcast on YouTube. You'll find us on Twitter at Meat Puppets Pod. And excitingly, you'll find us on LinkedIn. Ooh. And on that bombshell, <laughs> any I'm hopes gonna... of doing anything cool just went right out <laughs> right the window. The... We're on yeah. LinkedIn, guys. Yeah, <laughs> talking about I. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh on that note, God. goodbye, Paul. Bye, 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 <laughs> bye, bye. bye. <laughs>